Comstock, Joe Teddy, and Don the Pleb. Hey, uh, Don, so uh, you explained to me the last time we were on, but uh, Dale just asked why the flag's upside down, and I imagine it's on Ted Eye's mind. And you read my mind last time and answered it, so we're gonna have to, you're going to have to answer for them. So, Fair enough. It is probably the most common question I get about anything. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, for all of time, if you, uh, if you were a U.S. installation, specifically a U.S. military installation, and you were under distress, it, you just turn the flag that you're broadcasting upside down to let any... You're absolutely uh, right, Don. There it is. Yes, <laughs> and, that I have heard of. Well, I, I, do that. So, I just want to clarify that for the people that are out there watching because there's going to be a lot of people like scratching their head because they don't know that. So it's yeah. good to know that. Yeah. You got yeah. it. And That's so. Yeah. It, when I look around America, I think, you know, we're kind of under distress at the moment. So it seems like yeah. a good way to go. Yeah. I, uh, I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't say anything because I figured I was like, he's going to explain it. There's no way he's not going to explain it. And then I realized there's <laughs> like Dale and Ted, I popped in today. I was like, I don't know. I'm such a moron. I figured they didn't know what it meant. And I was like, you're going to have to explain it to them so that they don't rip your head off and or mine. <laughs> so, um, I yeah. forgot about it, Tom, actually. But when, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh shit, that's right. You fly the flag upside down if you need assistance. Yeah. So it, I guess in the spirit of uh, the commie left and uh, hurt feelings taking over the country, just before this started, Ted I was body shaming us, saying how he's training for an ultra marathon and calling out us fat fucks. Not you, Dale, me and Don. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's rubbing his dick in our face. So fine. Yeah, How dude. That's gonna be that's my next uh, that's my next race. And actually, they canceled it for this year, which I couldn't have done it this year anyway. I'm not ready for an ultra marathon. But yeah. it's this time next year, and registration is January first. And check it out. This is so freaking badass, dude. It's in the Uwari Forest. The entire race, all 100 miles. <laughs> is through the Uwari Forest. It's up and down in, in the mountains. That's disgusting. It, uh, dude, that's going to be badass. That's disgusting. I can't fucking wait. That's, that's, gonna, be cool. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's going to be rough is what that yeah. is. That's going to be... I, I am by far too uh, fat and at this point somewhat broken for yeah. mile runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as Don's sitting there... you got just... 30 hours. <laughs> You've got 30 oh. hours to finish it. Oh, that's uh, more than I need. But, um, yeah, so... Anyway. Yeah, so I shot a... Uh, I shot a full auto silenced MP5 last night, and I think I still have a, a patriotic boner. And uh, I, uh, we were watching a video beforehand. This is going to sound weird, patriotic boners, but we were watching a video of Dale beforehand, and uh, it's a uh, Dale. It's, it's you explaining about like leaning on like the front of your feet and the back, and it's like fifty percent, forty percent. But I didn't, I didn't think about it, so I took it. And the first video of me firing, I look like such a fucking bitch. It, it like flies up. And then finally, the guy that was filming was like, yo, do the Comstock dance. So I leaned into it and did a full mag dump. And I was like, what do you know? Like, the Delta Force guy's <laughs> advice worked. Like, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Who could have <laughs> yeah, guessed? Yeah, who could have fucking guessed that Dale knew what he was talking about? But, uh, yeah. So, Dale, I see that you're back. I believe you're back in Florida, right? Or Florida. Just got back, yeah. Man, like, the night before last, midnight. Oh, oh Jesus. You're, so, just day two. Your sleep uh, all fucked up? You know, yeah, I'm getting over the jet lag and uh, just trying to regroup here on this end, man. We got, you know, had to go out and buy groceries and, and uh, just kind of re reorganize. Um, I have a roommate, and uh, <clears throat> so actually it wasn't bad when I showed up. Yeah. It wasn't a disaster, but it's a bachelor's pad. And, uh, and I'm bringing my wife back, you know, yeah. to the basketball pad. She's like, what the fuck? What so, is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is my other so, life. Yeah. And it's called, hey, make sure you clean up all the condoms and bullshit, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> that's exactly what it was like uh the when when i deployed the wife went back to california to go stay there for i don't know five months or something and i got back before she did she got back she was like, why is the only thing you've eaten pizza and the only thing you've drank beer and i was like well yeah basically oh yeah well yeah i was in fucking i was in the sand desert but um yeah dude so what do y'all think about what do y'all think about that harvest ballot har- harvest jesus christ i'm having a stroke the va- that ballot harvesting in minneapolis have you guys seen those videos the project veritas videos no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, what the fuck? The Eon Omar? I haven't seen it either, Tom. Dude, well, so there's a... And it's, normally their stuff is like undercover, right? This wasn't even that. This was they got the video from the guy who... His Snapchat. He did a story. And he's going, money makes the world go round. Money makes the world go round. It's all about you got to have money to win a campaign. And he's panning throughout his car. And there's just hundreds of ballots. And he's driving around paying people $200 each. And they got him undercover saying that they're getting money from candidates running for office, candidates running for office. We always put them for Eon Omar. And this guy just has hundreds of ballots in his car and nothing's coming from it. Wow. Yeah. It's, it is ridiculously wild uh, insofar as it is so blatant. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, does, is there anybody who hasn't watched elections for a lengthy period of time who thought, well, somebody's doing this? Because uh, I don't think there is, right? Everybody in the world has seen something that makes them go, what in the hell? But if you're so flagrant, I mean, the implication there is you think you're untouchable. Yes. And that's and to me, that's the most dangerous part is like, yeah, you think and there's something is giving you that reasoning that you think you're untouchable. And I would imagine- hold anybody accountable. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And it's- That's why. Yeah. And it, well, it, nothing. So the, the interesting thing about this is that it's it's Minneapolis PD investigating this. Oh, which Jesus. is, I mean, come on. Uh, Minneapolis that just defunded their cops. Minneapolis that has been having this giant rager about uh, getting rid of what cops are left. Minneapolis that uh, even, in nothing not to speak pejoratively against cops, but they are definitively handcuffed. These are the people that are going to come save us from this. Uh, forgive me if I have my doubts. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, the guy was saying on undercover, he's going, uh, he's going, so how do they know who, like, you've, and then, so then they're talking about, like, paying people to go to the actual voting booth, so not taking ballots, just go to the booths. And they're like, well, how do they know who you're voting for? Like, how do they not know that you're just taking the, whatever, 200 to $800 that they offer per person? How do they not know that you're just going to go in and, you know, vote for whoever you're going to vote for anyway? And the guy gets all quiet and he goes, they, uh, you know, for like the Somali speaking people, they send in a translator into the voting booth with you to help you read. And they go, what about the English speakers? And they go, they go in there anyway to help you. So you have people going into the voting booths next to you going, all right, vote for who you know you're supposed to vote for. See, the not, thing about that is it, it's it's not even just vote for who you're supposed to vote for. The way that he describes that yeah. is that some of the translators just do the voting for you. Yes. They just walk yes. up and go, that one, that one, that one. Yes. And then tell you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Is this you not- know, this is why this is why as an American citizen, you're supposed to understand English. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the whole idea behind it, right? Teddy Roosevelt. Now we have to have a translator go in. That's bullshit. Yeah. You see how crazy this has gotten? Yeah. And uh, here we go, man. I think, yeah, so everybody thinks I'm bullshit when I say, you know, I came back for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, me and Joe have a project uh, we're filming next week. And then uh, but the other reason I came back was timing was perfect was the election. Yeah. 
on November 3rd and the Civil War on November 4th. And <laughs> I think I'm just being cute. No, actually not. I, no, I, I know I'm you're not. Immigration, right? my, so my wife and I are going through immigration uh, and actually in San Francisco, the, the guy was like, uh, okay, so what are you, you know, coming back for? I said, well, you know, we live in Bali, but we also live in Florida. And uh, I said, you know, we're so here on business. I go, no, actually, I said, I'm back, uh, you know, for the uh, for the election November 3rd and for the ensuing civil war on November 4th. And he kind of looks at me and goes, come on, man. He goes, I go, come on, man. I said, you know it. I said, we're all thinking about it. I'm the only one who's willing to say it. He starts cracking up and shit. He goes, yeah, okay, I got it, man. I said, yeah, that my shit. So I get to fucking fighting, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Through, but yeah, man, it's that's what's happening, man. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, here where I live in Florida, um, what, what I like is the governor. Um, he just passed a bunch of laws, man. And uh, and basically, if you get caught um, riding, it's a felony right off the bat, man. And you go to jail and you stay in jail until your, your case is heard, right? So, hell, if they round up 500 people, man, just think about the backlog on, on when you go to see the judge, man. You could be sitting in jail for six months to a year, which is perfect, <laughs> right? You get caught riding, you go to jail, and you're not getting out, you know, until you've been in front of the judge. Uh, two, it's a it's it's a it's a felony if you block a road, right? As part of oh. a protest or a riot. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah, if you if you come to my state from another state to to, to participate in a riot or you know or all that shit, it's a felony, right? I mean, it's a list of felonies, but basically all the stuff that's happening in all these other liberal cities and states, um, what we tolerate here, man. So Fuck I yeah. produce, I don't expect there to be a whole lot going on here, especially where I live in Pennsylvania Beach, Florida. It's you know demographically. 80% conservative. They call it the Redneck Riviera for a reason, but uh, it's, it's actually not all rednecks. Um, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of black people, you know, that live here and come here and visit. And there's no problems here whatsoever. But uh, I just don't see any kind of a conflict here. Um, it, it would be over as fast as it started because there's way, 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 way too many of us that are armed here. Not going to tolerate the bullshit. Um, but uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to have to go to like I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, Chicago or, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Dale's going to start a vigilante. You might civic duty. Yeah. See, well, this, this is the thing I've been telling people for a while, right, is that at some point in one of these riots, you're going to see a bunch of guys who don't really look, look like they belong, and then one of them is going to yell, contact front, and something <laughs> will have changed forever. Yeah, the world right is Right at good. that minute. <laughs> I've been saying this the whole time, man. Look, when it happens, 72 hours. You've got 72 hours to let the air out of as many assholes as you can because after that, you know, they'll 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 invoke martial law and national guard will be on the street, but 72 hours is gonna be pure chaos, man. Yeah. Pure chaos. And, hey, I can uh, tell you this guy from where I live, I live in North Carolina, and I'm out every day, grocery store or whatnot, and I am noticing a huge increase of people open carrying in the state. So in North Carolina, right. you can open carry. Mm -hmm. And I got a CCW, but you can open carry. And I've been noticing the grocery store, gun, 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 where before it was Beautiful. like nobody. Now yeah. I'm seeing like every day, four or five, six people open carrying so yeah beautiful. i mean i think people are they're preparing i, I agree with that beautiful I, I got a message last night from a friend of mine that was speaking to a, a ammunition manufacturer and uh he was saying that he's got 80 million dollars in uh basically impending sales and right now they're saying that the shortage will run at least 12 months of 556 ammo um, oh yeah minimum and you can't I, find I anything know, here nothing yeah i mean there's no ammo right i mean no. 
you know, not even here, by the way. So in the overseas, I'm also working on some ammo contracts without going into too many details for several countries, couple, two countries, in fact. And, uh, and basically they're, they're looking for five, five, six ball. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, <laughs> and so, you know what, and especially in that part of the world, because look, man, we, we talked about it last time, guys, remember when we had with, uh, with Sam on Sam, there about yeah. the Intel, you know, the Chinese are basically getting a war footing and, uh, and everybody knows it. And, uh, you know, everybody's getting a little nervous. You know, the Indians are getting nervous. I think the Indonesians are getting nervous. And uh, they're like, we better stockpile our ammo. And I also know that the militaries are upgrading their, their all their hardware. You know, people are basically looking at, the smart people are looking down the road going, man, this is probably not gonna work out well. Um, and there's rumors of a Western block and Eastern block, you know, coming. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go back to that. You it know? is. So, well, there's uh, there's going to be a real problem if we devolve into civil war, mostly for the rest of the world, right? Because a lot of our military is going to return home. A lot of our military is going to be engaged in that sort of thing. And then the world referee is going to just step out and move back. And as soon as that happens, all, you know, the, the Belt and Road, One Belt, one whatever they're yeah, calling Belt it. Belt and Road Initiative. Is going to be, I mean, that's going to pave the way for China to most of the eastern hemisphere do a lot of whatever they want and the guy with the big stick on the block is going to be gone that's what i'm saying it's the rest of the world there be hoping that we don't you know we don't all just turn it into whatever it is that we want because if we do you guys are screwed i keep telling i keep telling my indonesian friends i go you better hope to god trump gets elected i said because if he don't this thing is going to go sideways for the rest of the world, man. Not yeah. just not only economically, man, but the Chinese are all throughout, you know, the Malacca Straits, uh, you know, the you know the entire region there. The Navy, um, they're building islands. They're, yeah. I mean, they, they got boots on the ground, you know, and they're getting ready, man, to to basically dominate that part of the world. And once they're in, they're in. Um, I was reading an article the other day where the Japanese and the Indians are. They, you know, they see what's ha- the possibilities and what could happen here. So they're starting to assert themselves. Uh, the Japanese are starting to, you know, basically trying to influence, you know, some of the, you know, like Indonesia, for example, you know, social you know, economics and, and the Indians are going to the Philippines. Basically what they're trying to do is nudge the Chinese back out and kind of keep them, you know, corralled in, in, in China, man, because they see the expansionism is, is happening, man. It's right at the doorstep. But uh, I think you're right, man. I think once uh, once we go kinetic on internally, man, we're going to have a whole lot of uh, interest in going outside our borders, man, and taking control, you know, refereeing, as you said, you know, the world, uh, you know, the rest of the world. So, um, you know, this is all, this is bad, man. This is, you know, people don't get it. And I, I'm just amazed at how many people out there are clueless, man. What I thought were smart people on the left and the right, friends of ours that uh, they, they're like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean Chinese war? You yeah. know, what? Huh? Yeah. They're like totally clueless, man. Yeah. It's like, what are you what are you guys doing? You know? Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, because everybody goes like, well, because uh, China's going to declare war on America. Well, probably not. Right? I mean, maybe sometime down the road or whatever. But uh, things right now, if they if they went out and decided to declare war against the whole world, America in specific, yeah, they, they'd get mired down. They'd lose. It might take a while, whatever. But <laughs> if the United States pulls out of the we are the 
UN's big stick. Uh, what, the whole rest of the world going to unite and stop China? Because I, I don't see that no. as particularly feasible. No, yeah, no. Two things on that, right? So you said something interesting is declaring war, right? Look, why do nobody needs to declare war? That, that's, that's what <laughs> 20th right? century time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like declare war. war for what? We're just going to do war. Yeah. And you're just not going to know it, which is going on right now, right? Stealth We're war. in the third world war. I mean, it's a different type. We're not used, It's not kinetic, not yet, anyways, right? It's a different type of warfare, but nonetheless, it's a global war, man. I believe the Chinese, you know, they did this with this virus on purpose. They released this virus. They don't care about, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to kill a lot of our own people. Actually, for them, with a population of over 4 billion people, you know, they could use a little purge. That's probably what they're thinking. Ah, we can get rid of a lot of old, sick, and, you know, and dead people. I mean, <laughs> old, sick, and dead people, right? Well, that's pretty much what they'll all be. But, uh, you know, they're they're looking at trimming their own herd. They don't care about the rest of the world. Look what they're doing now in Indonesia, for example. Infected a bunch of people, and then show up with, hey, we got vaccines and stuff. We're here to help you guys, right? I mean, it's like... They don't care. So we're we are in a in the third world war. Um, it just hasn't gone ballistic. Maybe it won't, but uh, it is a it is a type of warfare, and it's a look. It's psychological warfare. They they, I mean, man, they 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 it's well played, you know. Yeah. And uh, we could ultimately lose a lot of shit because the only reason we're strong is not just because of our military so much. It's because of our because of the economy, our mm-hmm. dollar, man. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. once that goes down, we're done, man. That's what's that's our strength is our money. Well, this, this is this is the other thing about what the Chinese are doing, right? Because if if you if you really get into the details of the the Belt and Road Initiative, what you find is they they go in and they say, yeah, we'll we'll build you some roads and and we'll maintain them for you. But the next thing they do is take over communications for the entire country, and the. For anyone who has ever been near combat, and I just mean near, that radio saves your life 100% of the time. And so it is quite literally, you can't talk unless we say you can, and you can't say anything we don't like. And that is, if, if you're prepping for warfare, if you're prepping to be able to take over a country, that kind of power over communications is untouchable in nearly any other sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Joe. I feel like we're uh, I feel like we're 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 boxing you out. No, no, no. I'm I'm listening. Uh, I agree with these guys. Look, you got to remember when you're dealing with the Asian culture too. And everybody knows this. They don't just plan a year or two or three or four out. They're thinking like they're business people. They don't think in quarters. No, they think in decades. They think ten years, twenty years. So these are smart people that, and you know, they're tactically savvy. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I, I think that sadly, Americans don't look that far into the future. You know, everybody's like like this. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Look at the freaking phone, what's going on right now. These people are thinking chess moves ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very dangerous enemy. Very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, in Brigadier General Robert Spaulding's book, Stealth War, he literally talks about, he's like, it's not just that they're beating us at war. It's not just that they've started before we started. And this guy was in Obama's National Security Council, was the briefer to the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff on CCP military movements and was a B-2 spirit pilot and was booted from the National Security Council for bringing up, Don, concerns about China moving in to countries in uh, in Europe, or not Europe, uh, Asia and Africa and installing 5G networks on the notion that they're allowed to control it. He was booted from the National Security Council for bringing that up. But he wow. said in Stealth War, said it's not that we're just losing the war. It's not that they've just started and we haven't started yet. They're at war with us and we don't even know we're at, or the vast majority of us don't even know we're at war. 
And yeah. he gets what he says. He says it's a beautifully orchestrated game. You have to respect your enemy. And then in the other book, Hundred Year Marathon, by former deputy uh, former deputy secretary of defense Michael Pillsbury, who worked under Reagan, his book Hundred Year Marathon, he talks about yeah they started in 1949 and their plan to what you were saying, Joe, is a, a plan for 2049. It's a hundred year plan. Yeah. They, it's they don't look at I mean they make moves under the Clinton administration and they're like all right this one's gonna like get an ROI in 2031 and it right. seems forever ago but now here we are at 2020 it's like right. they, they yeah. know exactly what they're doing and kind of like how we knew we couldn't go toe to toe with the Soviets so we started building a bunch of nuclear bombs and we we're like fuck it we're just gonna glass them they know they they'll tell you were saying they know that they can't go kinetic with us they can't go toe to toe so what do they do economic warfare I've argued before flooding the border with fentanyl, and I still argue why wouldn't COVID be a bioweapon? It's it's a beaut you have to respect your enemy. It's a beautifully orchestrated game. And right now, they are just they are just ready about to blow their load watching us about to devolve in a civil war. It's oh, en yeah. and rant. But yeah. So um Hey Tom, on that note on up? that note, I forgot to mention this. Um I don't know if you guys have seen this uh this organization yet. I think they're national. I do know they're here. They're called the Watchmen. Have you heard of them? No. Got to pull them up online, man. Um, I've got friends of mine that belong to it, and I, I don't know their quote unquote mission statement, but um, they basically uh, will be backing up the police in the event the police can't react to yeah. some kind of event. Yeah. You can Google them, and they're very, very active here in North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah. Very active. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're called the Watchmen. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a meeting uh, tomorrow, uh, not too far from here, that I'm actually going to go to and Fuck just yeah. kind of get an intel dump and see what it's all about. But check them out. Fuck yeah, I will. It's, you know, the one hope I have is, like, yeah, I went, I went shooting yesterday. We actually saw a black helicopter, and the guy goes, do you think that's Dale? And I was like, there's a guy. I go, I go there's a 50-50. And this is in Maryland. I go, there's a 50-50 chance that's Dale. And he starts laughing, and I go, I have no idea where Dale is or what Dale. By the way, Dale and Teddy, he wants you guys to come up shooting. He has a he has a full armory, but uh, legit, like, 50 cows from World War II. <laughs> Shit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, dude, fucking belt fed. I was like, how do you get this? He had a cannon. He had an actual cannon, and he was like, "Yeah, this thing can fucking throw a bowling ball like two miles." But point being, is um, fuck, what were you saying? Yeah, I talked about guns, and I remember the day after I had Dale on the first time, episode fifty, so way back in like March or something. I remember the next day I spoke to Dale on the phone. We were talking about the Second Amendment, and I remember you said a quote that is one of my favorite quotes ever. But I don't think it, I don't think you were quoting anyone. I think you were just talking off the top of your head. But I, now I quote it. And you said that the Second Amendment, like civilian-owned weapons, are a lot like landmines. And I was like, in what way are they like landmines? And you said that they're cheap, they're easy to mass produce, and you sprinkle them over an area, and that becomes a denied area for occupation. <laughs> and I thought about that. Yeah, it was brilliant. And I thought I about <laughs> what? what? I don't remember saying that. But okay. was, it, I think you were you were angry, so you might have blacked out. But <laughs> <laughs> you you might have just de just devolved. Yeah, I think you just got eye the eye the tiger. But you were like, Tom, I'm going to tell you why guns are like uh, landmines. At this point, I had known you for like 12 hours, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I was just scared. I was in my bed. I was like, what's going on, Dale? Like you know, and but I thought about that a lot since then, and it it's brilliant. 
you throw them over and it's a denied area because if you have a, a thousand houses in a neighbor in a whatever a town and 20 of them are armed but you don't know which 20 i mean you can only send your fucking stormtroopers door to door or your rioters and confiscate guns you only need to get to one or two of people that just go out like a suicide they're just gonna like i'm just gonna start shooting everyone i don't care if you kill me you only need to get to two of those 20 houses with guns over the thousand houses before the goons who are who are uh, in charge of confiscating the guns are going to start going. I don't want to knock on this third door because I have no <laughs> because my friend just got his head blown off. The guy before him just got his head blown up. Maybe they'll hand it over. Maybe there's no guns. Maybe there's just a mounted belt fed machine gun looking at the front door. But that is my hope for for everything going on right now is that, like Dale said, landmines. We've been spreading landmines for, you know, 244 years. And I that is tend to that, that that gives me a little uh peace of mind that i think if it does pop off i think it will be short like dale said 72 hours of letting a lot of air out of a lot of assholes i hope but as oh, i've no, proven that, in this podcast this... i'm a pussy and an optimist i'm like we're all gonna be friends and dale's like lock and load get clean drinking water and i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> the, the 72 hour thing is uh and he's probably right it, it's gonna be i don't know somewhere between 24 and 96 72 seems like a reasonable number to me uh but that that's how long it's just gonna be mayhem right right uh, and and this is this is a quite clear familiarity with military mobilizations because that first day it's going to be all right how many people can we get where can we put them all these kinds of things uh where where is a, a hot enough place that it's worthwhile to send people to um and then there's going to be about a day of travel and then there may or may not be anywhere between one and two days worth of uh, either set up an engagement time or just things happen in the military and it's just going to take maybe up to another 24 hours to get everything in place but during that time while those things are happening it's basically going to be cops with nine mils against uh trying to put down the mayhem of entire cities rising up yeah yeah and that ain't gonna happen the cops are not gonna do that man um they're just not they're gonna get just i mean they, they were pretty much you know inert with the riots um, I mean, they were totally ineffective, you know, and, and cops are not, they're not an army. I mean, they're, they're the guys that show up after the crime scene um, and just happen to have a gun on them for their own protection. It's not to protect you, it's to protect themselves. Uh, they are no place to, to protect us, man. The National Guard won't be able to deploy fast enough. Um, they won't, you know, <laughs> they're not going to have, their ROE is going to be so confused, like, well, who, which guys are the bad guys? Because there's, you're not going to be able to discriminate who's who. There's just going to be a bunch of people out there just getting it on, you know? And, um, you know, I think, yeah, you're right. You know, that's why I said 72 hours. That's probably 72 hours is the, is the time that you're going to have for sure to do what needs to, you need you need to do, I guess. But uh, before the government, if the government can even get this thing back in control, it'll be a while. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be ugly, man. Um, but I, here's what I do believe is <clears throat> I think there's enough guys out there that, uh, yeah, you know what's actually scary, you know, now I think about it is there's a lot of veterans out there that know what they're doing. Um, but I'm starting to, as I'm looking at social media, I'm starting to see a lot of veterans have lost their goddamn mind, man. They're starting to lean to the left and they're supporting this bullshit. I mean, yeah. when you've got veterans, when you have veterans, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter, Green Berets, Black Lives Matter, it's like, are you a, are you a retard or what, man? Because 
You know what? If you, you, you Black Lives Matter, okay, that's the okay, that's the fuck. That's what they lure you in with. But when you read the charter, you realize it's not about Black Lives. It's all about Marxism. It's all about an agenda about destroying the the nuclear family and the Western way of life. It's it's Marxism is what it is, and uh, and I and I see people defending that man. It's like this is bad because these are these are guys that are trained right and if they decide they're going to get rights so i'm supporting black lives matter and they're now they're they're, they're actually joined the enemy don't even know it why because they didn't do their due diligence right they didn't do their fucking intel analysis you know they're just going along with the with the, with the psyops campaign yeah black lives matter and so i can see a lot of that happening too man um i think majority you know speaking for the majority of of uh, military guys guys we don't have to worry about combat arms you know yeah, there's gonna be a couple of outliers out there, you know, that just don't get it. But for the most part, when you look at, I don't give it to Rangers, Marines, you know, SF, um, you know, the, these guys are, you know, 99.9% conservative. They're patriots, you know, they believe in, you know, traditional ways of American life, you know. Um, and I know it's like, oh, traditional American way of life, that's racism, blah, blah, blah. No, it's <laughs> racism. Kiss my you know, ass. Yeah. You, know, you know, they're out there saying that, yeah. right? They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to, like, you know, they're grasping for shit, you know? Yeah. But, no, traditional ways, you know, American ways of life, what it was meant to be, you know? But uh, those guys are on our side, you know? Those are not, the guys we're going to have to worry about are, you know, you know, the cooks, clerks, and jerks, and, you know, and, and everybody else out there that just came in for a J-O-B in the military and, uh, you know, and that don't, that they're willing to support something because, well, you know, I'm in the military and, and I have, I can get access to a gun. Um, but those guys aren't going to fight you anyways, not very well anyways. Um, right, right along those lines, I started seeing all kinds of veterans for gun control kind of Oh, stupid thing. It, an AR-15 is a weapon of war. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And you, you go and you look back at what these guys are doing and you go back through their social media for a while and they're like, yeah, so I was a refrigerator mechanic back in uh, 2004. <laughs> and and this is the thing that I think that most of the, the civvy part of the world doesn't understand. There's, there's two kinds of people in the military. Those very familiar with violence and those not so familiar with violence. Yeah. And the people who are really familiar with violence tend to want no part of this like yeah. gun control uh how about uh two hands that's what gun control is you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's <clears throat> another project veritas video i watched last night i actually i got to meet somebody from project veritas yesterday which was cool as fuck and uh but i was looking they were showing me this uh video and it was um it was an undercover one for uh the this gun control movement and it's this you know video just like they, you know they have it as like a button and they're watching and this guy's going like you know so He's like, you know, it's like, you know, well, a lot of them are scared that we're going to come for their guns. And he's like, and we are, you know, we can't play it that blatantly. And he's laughing and he goes, you know, he goes, a lot of Americans are stupid. So we just got to trick them that we're not actually trying to come for their guns because, you know, he goes, well, what's going to eventually happen is, you know, if you don't have guns, how are you going to fight against tyranny? Well, at that point, we can just arrest them. And he starts laughing. And I was like, this is this is what's going on. And they're saying outright, they're like, we can't do that in public because like, you're going to have the right rise up against you. But they're like, you know, in the long term, we're going for a weapons ban, which, and you can see this guy is about to like nut in his pants. He goes, which would be lovely. And he starts laughing. That's the exact words. It would be lovely. And he starts laughing. He goes, but you know, we can't do that yet because if you don't have guns, how are you going to protect against tyranny? And he like looks and laughs. Holy fuck. Like, this is what's going on right now. This is what's going on right now in 2020. This was filmed, I think... I think it was filmed August 23rd. That's what the timestamp said, but they just released it. 
That's what's going on right now. They know exactly what it is. They're not stupid. They're they're not. You know what? The thing is, if they don't look, you can you can go ahead. Look, you're not going to unarm all of us, and you don't have to. You know, you know the three percent. You know, <laughs> all right. Look, they. I mean, they won. You know, on behalf of the, all of America, it just took three percent. Mm-hmm. So people, I, you know, I was on an airplane one time. I got on, and there was this dude. You know, and he had two little girls on, and he was, you know, business guy dressed up. You know, and seemed like a real clean cut guy, and. Uh, he, he was reading something and made a comment to his teenage, not that we weren't even a teenage daughter, he was probably 10 years old. And he's like snickering, like, like, you know, you know, he's bad mouthing firearms, you know, and he's like, yeah, like, you, you know, AK-47 is really going to stop, you know, the military and their drones and, you know, yeah. A-10s, you know, and he's like, you know, what's the point? And I thought, what a, see, this is the, sh- the stupid the kind of thinking, man. And I wanted to punch him in his fucking face, but, you know, he has two little girls there. So, um, but, you know, <laughs> you know, the thing is, and I always use the example of, you know, the, the Taliban and the, the Mujahideen and the Russian, right? Um, yes. You've got a bunch <laughs> yeah. of fucking... Vietnam. Yeah, you got a bunch of Afghans running around in fucking flip-flops and AK-47s, and they just handed the Russian army their ass yeah. over and over and over. Guess what? They handed us our ass, and they're still doing it. Yeah. We're still there trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, yeah, we, we okay, we, we got some things done, but it was not like, you know, it was not just like a shutout, man. Yeah, it, not at all. how long it's taken us, you know? And, yeah. and so a guy with a gun, that's what because that's really what everything comes down to on the battlefield is the guy with the gun. Albeit all the other shit, when that's gone, it comes down to the guy with the gun. And so, you know, all it takes is some people in this country that are willing to say, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll fight to the end, man. And it doesn't take a lot of us to do that. No. One guy with a gun can do a lot of damage. You yeah. know, it's that everything is high house thing. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, the civilians don't get it. They just think, well, there's no way an AK 47 can beat a drone. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't have to beat the drone, no. right? Here's what I have to beat, okay? What I have to do is figure out who the drone pilot is, who your family is. That's who I go after. Yeah. Right. When you know that, damn, I'm, this guy's going to smoke my family. All right. I had um, and Jack. In fact, Joe and I we were at one of the camps together in Sadabad, and there was a guy there. Um, he was one of our intel analysts, but he was um, an Afghani. He was with the Mujahideen, and um, I won't name the names or anything sure. like that. But uh, Guy knew his shit, right? He was our Afghan intel analyst, and he would tell us stories. We would, in fact, we drove up to uh, north of uh, uh, Kabul, way north, and through some areas up there. And uh, he was telling us how basically these guys, the Mujahideen, would ambush Russian convoys, but they didn't try to take out the whole convoy. What they would do is, at certain choke points, they would hit the last vehicle, and they knew what they wanted. Right, they know. Okay, you're going to get the guns off of this one. Whatever child they got, ammunition, you know, and and we're going to smack them from the back, right? So, and they would hit them in areas where the Russians couldn't. They couldn't, you know, reverse and come back and support the last element, right? And so these guys, and they would literally hang out these caves, right? And and they would rope down the the, the cave, run over to the, the vehicles, and grab their shit, and then disappear. But they're very, you know, they're very clever, man. And it's not really that they're necessarily clever. It's just a if you think it through, man, it's easy mind. to be a bigger force, right? And that's why conventional the conventional military is losing because every day they move to an ambush, right? They get in the vehicle, they drive it around, get blown up, you know, they shoot from their trucks, and the Mujahideen or the Taliban they run away. And uh, and if you if you understand that mindset, this guerrilla warfare, you know, you can do the same thing here. Yes. Um, you know, and and that's going to happen, and it's going to happen on both sides. I predict. 
IEDs. I project, predict uh, ambushes. I print. I predict um, you're going to see things like you know, uh, you know, food trains, Walmart trucks. You know, eventually at some point getting ambushed. Fucking, you know, everything's getting uh, you know looted and raided. Um, and there's going to come a point here, and we talked about it last time, where everything's going to shut down, including you know the shipping ports and everything else. So I, I'm bracing for. You know, I'm bracing for a bad time. Yeah. Um, we thought it was bad in COVID. This is just the lead up for, you know, this, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to yeah. be bad. But this is, this is the thing in, in the world of civvies don't understand is it, it, I, I know that probably everybody here knows that it, it is not quite literally a guy standing in front of a tank with an AK-47 <laughs> and and this is what? every civvy I've ever talked to about this that thinks like, oh, you, you, what, what's your AR-15 going to do against uh, the, the U.S. Army? And I thought and I, I asked them things like, well, what do you think is going to happen? We're all going to march out in formation. We civvies. Right. Yeah. And we're uh, are, everybody port arms. All right. Uh, yeah. Ready. Aim. Stop. Stop. Fire. This oh, yeah. is. This is not powdered wigs. 18th century warfare. No one is going to do that. The way this is going to work is you actually have to hold the ground, right? And the people that you're fighting are not going to be out there in the street with uniforms on that say, I'm the pro-America guy, yeah. please shoot me. It's going to be, you're, you're going to be standing out in front of a Starbucks invariably with an M16 in body armor and a car is going to drive by and all the windows are going to roll down and you're going to get filled full of lead. Yeah. And then that's the end of contact. That's gone. it. Just disappeared Our turns into the a crowd. corner and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and that's how this war will be fought. Yeah. It's not going to be that. Yeah. I always hear that. Are you really going to go against the U.S. military? Yeah. And the argument I always bring up is like, what about Vietnam? <coughs> like, what? Holy shit, dude! Those guys in sandals eating rice, and they and and they fucking kicked up. We were dropping napalm. We had, we had McNamara's plan where we were dropping like little cameras all along the uh, Ho Chi Minh Trail, way ahead of its time. DARPA shit. We still couldn't beat them. And then the other argument you hear is, but yeah. So I think Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, you know, us and Russia. It's like it can't be done. And I always think, why wouldn't that happen here? Okay, well, then the, their counter-argument is, is, well, eventually, if they can't beat you, they're just going to fucking nuke you. They're just going to bomb you. <laughs> Look, if you want to rule a country, you don't want to rule wasteland. You want to rule it. And you want to rule the thing. You want to rule it. You want to take it over and occupy it. Yeah, if you wanted to just take on the civilians and nuke everyone, you could, but that doesn't do anything. You're not going to bomb these cities out. And even if you do, even if you decide you're going to go full rolling thunder or shock and awe, it still doesn't work. I mean, holy shit! How much what? How much bombs did we drop in Cambodia? Right? Operation was it linebacker? It's dude. It doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. So, yeah, the idea that you don't need a gun because how are you going to take on drones and spy satellites? I'm going to take them on the same way the Vietnamese and Afghanis did. Just yeah. Just dirty. If I have to fight Dale, I'm not going to fight Dale head to head. I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to hope. I'm going to try to hope lure Dale into my house when the power's out. And I'm going to end up, like, screaming like a little girl, throwing, like, a gallon of Windex at him. And then I'm going to be like, I don't know, take my clothes off, try to scare him, and, like, I don't know, cut myself. Just freak him out. And then attack him with a two-by-four. It's going to be unconventional and psychotic. That's the only way someone like me is going to take down someone like Dale. So how is no, someone no. like a civilian population going to take down the government? It's going to be screaming. <clears throat> it's going to be psychotic. It's going to be—what did Andy Stump say, SEAL Team 6 guy, on Rogan? He goes, I can take down anyone. And Rogan goes, what about a pacifist? He goes, how do you take him down? He goes, I'll turn him into a combatant real quick. He goes, how do you turn a combatant into a pacifist? He goes, give me his youngest daughter. I'll put a gun to his head. Watch it happen in less than a second. <coughs> but that's what that's what happens. It's that, that was my that was the point I was gonna yes, make. You yes. know what? You don't take 
you know, the idea is I'm not going to go after the guy driving no, the tank no. um, or the F-16 or whatever, right? Not that I would go after our military guys, yeah. but if you came down to something like that, what you do is you go after you go after his real vulnerability. What's his real vulnerability? His family, yeah. right? That's where you go, man. When when you start, I'm not going to mess with you. I'm going to take out your kids, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that's and people don't like that when they hear that. It's like, oh my god, you know, yeah. But you know what? That's, that's war. That's war. <laughs> that's like, real war. And you know what? And you go to Afghanistan, Iraq, Africa. You go to all these places. That's, that's exactly what happened. Right? Yeah. You come back and your village, man, has been completely wiped out. All the women have been raped and had their tits chopped off and the kids were freaking, you know, slaughtered. That's war, man. And that's what people in this country don't get. You know, these these freaking, you know, revolutionists, these Antifa assholes, all these jackasses that think that, you know, this is, you know, some romantic bullshit they see on news, on TV and on Hollywood. Um, They have no ideas what they're signing up for because when you run out in the street yelling at Tifa and talking shit and I shoot your mother in the face, you're like, whoa, well, that's not fair. You're right. Yeah. Because war ain't fair. There's no hashtags. That's what's funny is that Dale was talking about Asadabad and I actually deployed to that place a couple times and right outside the, right outside the gate, there's a river that goes up and down. But anyway, there was this really old school, um, uh, boss case officer that worked there. It was our boss. And he was kind of like cold war kind of guy. And it was my first deployment there. And he said something to me the first day I met him, uh, I kind of just went in was off some just talking and introduced myself. And it was, I rotated over there with like three or four other dudes. And so I'm talking to this guy and he's like, you know, we're very busy here, Joe. And I'm like, good. You know, I like to stay busy. He said, but remember at the end of the day, it's not how many people we kill. It's who we kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, that sense- I mean, and so, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I just learned that in Afghanistan. I mean, yeah, you could pick all the low hanging fruit and we did all day long. Doesn't matter. Just to keep fresh. But at the end of the day, like Dale was saying, you know, it, it, this, if this goes bad here, you know, thank God, you know, I've got the training I do and Dale's got the training he has because, you know, when you, when you can play on an unlevel playing field, I don't care what the hell kind of firearms and tools the other guys have, because that's all they are, are tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you bring tactics uh, to bear, you know, I'd rather have a knife and a guy with badass tactics and an idiot <coughs> doesn't know what he's doing with 100 rounds of 5.56 five, and an M4. Yeah, yeah, me. You know, yeah. That, that, that base Joe was talking about. So here's some history on that. I don't know if you know this, Joe, and I won't name the, the base, but um, it was occupied by the Russians, okay? And there was probably about 150, 200 Spetsnaz at this base. Not a very big base, very small, actually. Um, how big do you say it was, Joe? 150 meters by 150 meters, something like that? 200 yeah, maybe, yeah. So there's kind of a little airstrip in the back, too. Yeah. Where they, yeah. It was a very big, man, a little compound. Um, yeah. and, and so... And uh, I remember, so the, and this particular camp was right in a, in a valley surrounded by bad guys. Um, I won't name the, the group, but uh, the tribal leader in charge. But uh, one day the commander at that base decided, you know what? Um, we're going to round, we're going to basically tell the, the local villagers that we want to have a meeting, right? With all their, you know, the prominent people, you know, the, the mayor, right? you know the police chief and the doctors and you know all your military age males you know anyone of prominence we want you to come out we're going to have a talk right and freaking we're going to be friends and what they did is they brought them all out and then they mowed them all down right and uh 
and thinking that somehow that was going to win the day because, and I want you to think about that here in this context in the U.S., right? Same thing. It's like government said, ah, we're going to take out, you know, we're going to take out key leaders or, you know, people that are, you know, the biggest threat. Well, that's what the Russians thought they were going to get away with, but that did not work out with them because, uh, you know, on, on the, the Hekmatia, right? That, they came back and it was like completely in, this, this camp was surrounded by high, high ground, high mountains and stuff. They were completely surrounded, man, like Fort Apache, dude. And every Russian in there was killed and chopped to pieces and parts, man. In fact, while I was there, we were still doing camp improvements, digging shit up. You know, we had minefields around, and we're still picking up, you know, pulling out Russian skeletons and bones, man. Um, they just put the put the hammer on these guys, man. Um, you know, that's how that's warfare, man. And so there's consequences. And uh, and basically, these guys said, "Yo, yeah, you want to kill all these freaking people? Well, there's more of us, and we're just going to come back, and we're going to wipe you out." Um, but that's the realities of war, man. And uh, it's not pretty. But you know, the other thing I say too is, you know, if this if this thing kicks off, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm not. This is my opinion. All right, <laughs> if this thing kicks off, I would tell. I, if I was a doubt, even if I'm not in charge, I would say this, man. The first people you target. Are journalists anybody with the news? Take out the eyes and ears of the opposition, man. Get them. Get look. They're all liars, anyways. They 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 brought us to this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as I'm concerned, and basically deal with those guys. Cut off the eyes and ears, man. All the reporting, all the propaganda. Eliminate that right off the bat. Secondly, target all the leaders, all the politicians, key leaders in the government, the ones that that again have fomented this bullshit. Hold them to account. You know, let's get rid of the let's get rid of the, the, the brains, the minds, and get rid of the eyes and ears for them, right? And then now it becomes radio silence, right? Or, uh oh, no, what's going on? Yeah. And now I think that will be the fastest way to pacify everything and kind of level it off and, and bring it to a calm. Um, but if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to have these news reporters on there, CNN, you know, false reporting. You know, they're going to continue to stoke the flames as long as they think they're secure. Nothing's going to happen to them. This is news, man. This is propaganda for the politicians are eating this shit up. Um, oh, yeah. They're both the politicians, you know, and 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 I said when I say politician, I have no bones with telling you. I feel like it's just Democrats. Yeah, there's some shitty Republicans too, but at the end of the day, it's not the Democrat. It's not the Republican Party that's supporting Antifa. You know, this, this, the Marxist movement. It's not those guys that are doing that. Um, you know, look who, you know, I'm not a freaking idiot either, man. All I got to do is watch. And I do my own due diligence. I don't watch the news and collect all my information either. Um, you know, and I believe that at the end of the day, man, if, you, if we can hold those guys account right away, the, those that's responsible, particularly the Democrats um, and the journalists, I think we can bring this thing to an end fast and probably get this country back on track, man. Those are the enemies of this country, period. You know, tonight, hey, don't forget, guys. Tonight is the uh, the uh, vice president uh, debate. Oh, fuck. Debate, yeah. oh Jesus, that's, that ought to be interesting. Oh Jesus, uh, that's that's a word for it. So <laughs> funny, funny thing, Dale. You're just talking about the you know the reporters, the politicians, the what have you. 
Marx, of all people, uh, as as did Lenin, agreed with you. Uh, Lenin was of the opinion that uh, you you can't really have a revolution with the the proletariat rising up because the proletariat get bored; they don't really care. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you'll get them all fired up for a week or two or whatever. Um, but if you don't have the the Maxine Waters, I'll, I'll I don't care, I'll just name drop her. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, out there going, hey, if you see these people get in their face, if you're not providing that kind of top down direction for how they have the revolution apparently per the marxists of all of the 20th century it's very much like well yeah they all show up they write for a couple days then they go home uh and so if you if we were going to discuss in some hypothetical way uh what this would look like to stop them that's definitely it right because fat antifa loser who lives in mom's basement does not have wild dreams of the revolution that are planned out he's just oh we're out there rioting okay i'm gonna go riot uh oh we're we're busing people over to riot in new city okay i'll get on the bus and this this kind of just malaise about it right there's no real mission that they're all in it it devolves very quickly into everyone just going home going well i don't know what to do next yeah so it's, i mean your yeah. balls on there it's it's very it's top down it's very you, you can tell because there's no coherent and consistent independent thought there's no there's no doctrine that it runs by it's all what are the top down orders today are we for this? Or are we against this? Me too. Me too. Oh, she said Biden raped her. She's lying, right? It's there's no there's no. It's it's um, Trump didn't do enough to stop COVID back in January. Trump going let's ban flights from China. You're a racist, right? It it doesn't matter. Trump tries to take troops home. You're you're abandoning the Kurds, right? So there is no independent, coherent, consistent, non-contradictory thought. Because of that, it can only be top down because the orders change every day. The doctrine is rewritten every day. If you take out that ability for that doctrine to be disseminated, there's no, it, it, it can't follow independent thought. It's That's exactly what happens. This is it's funny, it's what I spent all morning streaming about on as of the day this is recorded, is a lot of what they're going for on a, a sort of personalized level is a, a destruction of your capability to think for yourself, yes. right? So you, if a scientist comes out and says that COVID is the most dangerous thing that's ever happened, who are you to contradict the scientist? Yes. And you stupid me, the I go, well, according to the stats that you're publishing that for a wide variety of reasons, I know we're bullshit and death counts uh seven million people got this and two hundred thousand died like the death rate of this is is almost a statistical zero uh look is i'm sure those are individual tragedies and all but this is not world ending virus bullshit and then it's well who, who are you to to say that like i'm a guy with a calculator that's who i am like that's how far i went <laughs> i say the same thing i, I do math it's math yeah. Math just doesn't bear it all out, man. What yeah. they're saying, you know. Um, well, that's fuck, uh, fucking. I, I know, and I mean, just to add fuel to all the the Marxists uh, to hate this because it's four white guys in front of four American flags. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fuck it, might as well add some fuel to the fire. Turn off the Excel, uh, the uh, the fire. Is uh, Alex Jones released a clip the other day, and it's him. It's he said he talked to Rogan. This is right right before September first when Rogan went over to Spotify. And he goes, he's like, I, he's like, I just had beers with Rogan in Las Vegas. He's like, we talked for like three hours. He told me to like, I'm allowed to say this. He's going to war with YouTube. And, but he slows down eventually. And he says, 
the thing that changed his mind is because he was trying to play ball with YouTube because like he had his own internal metrics looking at his videos and he saw that like his most viewed one with Elon Musk had 110 million views but YouTube has it at 30 million of course Elon's going on saying the pandemic's ridiculous but really pushed Rogan over the edge according to Jones who's been good friends with him for 22 years is Rogan wanted he goes fine he goes so he's going to try to get some PhD uh, virologists on he had one on but he tried to get on several and he was getting he was getting direct contact from the head people at YouTube saying you're not putting that up like your channel will be frozen and he said why can't I just he goes it's a PhD he like he works at the CDC like I just want to have him on we're going to talk but said no you're not doing that you're not having on this guy from and to me that just like how does that not add fuel to okay well what the fuck is going on right it, to me that is that is it's again it's no do not question the narrative do not question it. it has to stay strong if you go outside you're killing my grandmother but if you're going to go riot and burn down buildings it's stunning and brave and you're doing it for america but if a bunch of white people get in a room and go hey, you know trump might win again they go covid super spreader event and then you go stand in front of a highway and they go stunning and brave, stunning and brave. You know, the virus is apparently socially woke. It will not spread between people <laughs> rioting. Only a bunch of white guys that make more than $1,000 a year, right? That's what it is. And so it's all it's the top-down structure of dissemination. I mean, that's why censorship – that's why – sorry, I know I'm going on a rant, but you said all Marxists. I mean, what did, what did Khrushchev have to tell Castro in the 60s? They said, real in Che Guevara. Castro said, I can't do that because Che Guevara was getting out saying, we cannot have a free press, that we cannot have this in a revolution. We cannot, we have to halt the newspapers. Fucking Khrushchev was telling Castro to reel him in. I mean, think of how insane that is. You went so far left, they're reeling you in. So what was this insane far left guy saying? We can't have free press. Is yeah. that not what we're seeing right now? So somebody said the magic words earlier, which is PSYOP, right? Yeah. And the the whole premise of any sort of PSYOP, of, in, no matter how far apart you want to pick it apart uh, or, or say, well, it's not precisely this, is some sort of demoralization of whoever you're targeting, yes. right? Whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to demoralize them from doing, that's what you're doing. Uh, even if it's just be a little bit slower picking up the rifle or whatever it is, right? In some way, you want to impede their motivation to get done whatever they're doing. And so as much as it might seem reasonable to any normal human being to say, well, okay, why don't we get the PhDs on here and have the smart people at the head of the giant agency tell us really what's up? If the whole point here is not to make you informed, to make you able to make your own decision, but to just stop you from making a decision, then that PhD is anathema to whatever it is that you're actually trying to do, right? And this is the problem is, you know, this is the kind of thing that gets you called a conspiracy theorist. And yet, at the same time, if you guys would stop being so ridiculously predictable about this, where quite literally, if I just pull up the CDC website and go, so the CDC said this, this is the actual statistical information, everyone didn't lose their mind, then none of us would think this, right? Yeah. None of us would would be out there going wild, even if MSNBC is over there losing their mind about how uh, COVID is going to kill every single grandmother on the planet or any of the other stupid things. It would be like, well, okay. 
okay, MSNBC stupid. But it becomes kind of a concerted effort after a point. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, it's, you know, well, somebody, even if it's not top-down dictation here, there, a bunch of people got together in a room and went, yeah, we're okay with this. Mm -hmm. And that's enough, right? It, it produces the effect because uh, I spent all, all of my time with other YouTubers, and uh, or at least a lot of it these days, and they're all saying the same thing. I can't even say it out loud. I, I can't say COVID-19, otherwise I get suppressed. So sorry for screwing you there, Tommy, but no, 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 no. less. It happens, uh, <laughs> it happens, yeah, no, no, no. You know, but it, that's that's how it goes. And it, it doesn't matter if you're just reading the CDC press release, that's not enough spin. That's not enough hammering down, yeah. right? Uh, and you, you can't even read uh, MSNBC's take on it without something being put under your video that says, well, this doesn't provide enough content. Disinformation. You, yeah. yeah, you can't say the exact obvious and clear thing. Uh, and so, it, I mean, even at the point that it's just, we need to demoralize what amounts to counter propaganda in their opinion, they're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> and there's also just like a blanket. So like there, I saw that vi they played it on, which by the way, fuck Fox News. They showed that they showed that Project Veritas video of the guy taking, they freeze the frame, you can see all the ballots. And then they freeze the frame. You can see the hundreds of dollars. And then you don't yeah. even see the undercover video. It's the guy's self-filmed Snapchat going, money makes the world go round. It's all about ballots. And he's just panning throughout all the ballots. That video, that unaltered video, is, and Fox is going, well, Project Veritas, which, as you know, is a disinformation campaign, so it's not entirely credible. But just right, so everyone goes, okay, well, it's not, it's not credible. But it's like, what am I looking at with my eyes? Like, you know... Okay, the Twin Towers are on fire, but look, man, Fox News is biased. So, you know, are they really on fire right now? You're going, yeah, I guess they're not. And I, I can feel the rumble right now as they're collapsing. But, you know, they do have a weird history of being far right. And it's like, as this is happening, right, as the nuke is going off, they're going, well, nuke's going off, but they said I don't need to seek shelter, right? So I guess I'm just going to sit here as I'm atomized and turn into ionized gas. No, but that's what's going on right now is going, well, okay, I can see them saying we're going to take all the weapons and the assault ban and that way they can't defend themselves against tyranny but people are going yeah but you know it's project veritas so i don't know it's like what the fuck are you looking at with your eyes right now and that that is the i mean goddamn, i guess alex jones called it that is the info war that is the fucking info war well that that's uh that's the thing with <laughs> Uh, there's a whole giant list of rules and way to do this, and and yeah, they all come from Lenin. Uh, the the Yuri Bezmenov interviews mm -hmm. on YouTube are amazing mm -hmm. and incredibly informative about yep. this. Um, but the this this is the thing that I, I think most people don't understand in the world of of info war like things is that 10 years ago uh project veritas went out and they recorded all the planned parenthood people mm -hmm. uh and then it was oh it's edited video so they released the full open footage and if you go watch it, it i mean it's not any better right <laughs> they yeah. weren't saying uh it, well, hypothetically if we sold baby limbs no they were they were discussing selling baby yeah. limbs yeah. that's what they were doing uh it, it doesn't suddenly get better with context project veritas made a news report and that was that but because way back then it was well it's edited video which by the way Every, every news organization, every single one is guilty of. You, yeah. you have to edit for time. You can't you put hours out. Yeah. 
and so then it's it's been the the argument against Veritas ever since. Is well, we know they they uh, edit video. Like, well, we know everybody edits video. Yeah. Does, does that mean I get to just dismiss CNN? I mean, I do. But yeah, yeah. Th- that's not why. Yeah. Right? It's, it's it's a blanket statement. It's a it's a yeah. You don't have to trust. But I told Dale and Ted I would only run this bitch for an hour, so we've got two minutes left. And uh, last word, la- last words, da- or what's left? I'm gonna finish on Dale because Dale always drops the best truth bombs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don or Joe, last word. Or you know, get, if you do that, man, I'm gonna talk for like 20 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I got nothing to do, man. I'm that's me respecting yours, Dale. You know I can talk forever. I'm always the one that people are like, I gotta go, and I'm like, please don't go. But like, yeah. So um, because yeah, so I mean, they, you know, Tom, here's, I, yeah, what's I'll up? Say, here's what I'll say. You know, um, we're all American patriots. I don't think there's a single one of us that wants to see this happen to our country. Sure. Um, not a one. Yeah. And because um, it's going to be up close and personal, kind of like when uh, Mel Gibson said on the Patriot, this war is going to be fought in our backyards and our children are going to be witness to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have kids, but I certainly don't want your kids or Dale's kids or Dawn's kids. Because seeing something like that, that's just not how this country should be. But, you know, you, you pray for the best and prepare, and, for, uh, the worst, prepare yeah. for the worst. Yeah. And um you know, this, this election's huge. It's really big. Um, you know, I'm going to watch the debate tonight. I'm sure Mr. Pence will hold his ground against uh, Ms. Harris. But, um, you know, those of you that are watching, you know, um, like Dale said, do your own homework. Yeah. Don't be so freaking stupid to believe everything you hear on TV. I mean, and what you, you know, what what these these stations, whether it's Fox or CNN, whoever it is, you know, it's no longer journalism; it's censorship. They're, they, they. I mean, look, look at even Wallace, the guy that did the the yeah. uh, the presidential debate. Mr. President, you have to be an idiot of world class standing if you could not see who he was leaning exactly. towards. Exactly, <laughs> right? I'm not right. in the toolbox, and it was obvious to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With that said, uh, Don, go ahead. Don the point. so. In, in the, the world of dropping giant truth bombs that nobody wants, uh, the election is important, uh, and it is going to make a giant difference to what happens in this country. I think to some degree there's going to be violence after the election no matter who wins. But if you are hoping that Trump wins and we're going to get saved, I promise you you're looking at this too short term. In the same sense we were talking about earlier, China looks at this at 100 years war. This has been, politically speaking and culturally speaking, already over 100 years war in this country. Mm -hmm. These are people who are dedicated. They are spending their lives doing this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying, my most fervent wish is that I'm appointed by the next president. These are people whose dying wish is that you lose politically forever so that they can control every single thing that you say and do for the rest of your family's lifetime. A mm-hmm. hundred generations from now, they want a boot on your throat and they're not going to stop because Donald Trump won the election, because the Republicans take the House, because the Republicans take the Senate. This is a continuation very much of the Cold War, which nobody ever likes to hear. It is a global and eternal struggle in their opinion. Don't plan on it stopping. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, freedom is freedom is always only one generation from being lost. 
it never goes you away. Got it. It's or but yeah. It, but here's here's kind of a ray of hope. Dale's though, got right? the mic. So, yeah. So was a couple of days ago I saw on the news that uh, there's another caravan. I think it's Venezuelans that are on the way to the border, right? It could come to America, and I'm like, so why would you come to America, right? Because actually, the rest of the world still sees, you know, America as this beacon of liberty and freedom, right? Yeah. And they still see it as the best place on the planet to live, in spite of what's going on. And maybe it's because everyone is skeptical that it's, or maybe everyone is optimistic that it will turn out mm-hmm. okay. Right, so everybody still thinks America is great, and even you know, in my experience in Indonesia, speaking to a lot of people there, um, they're kind of like scratching their heads. On one hand, like, man, what is going on over there? They're kind of in disbelief, and uh, and they've also, you know, and unfortunately, they don't run Fox News over there. All you see is CNN, so they bought into all the propaganda, you know. But a lot of them that I've spoken with are smart enough to know, yeah something doesn't smell right and we still see america as you know this beacon of hope and this referee you know that you were saying don and uh, they still see us in that, in that light the fact that people are still trying to get in this country illegally <laughs> you know speaks volumes because why would you want to why would you want to infiltrate a, com- a country that's getting ready to go potentially go socialist communist right yeah. and take away all your rights that you know you're trying to escape from you know yeah. all the bad shit you're trying to escape from in your country why would you come to this one so to me that gives me a little hope um but then again you know about 95 percent of the population isn't too smart <laughs> you know no seriously yeah. about five percent carries the other 95 percent 95 percent look I, that's why i started out earlier you know i you go on social media i'm scratching my head going man these are pretty smart friends of mine I thought they were friends, but smart people. And it's like, they don't get it, man. You know, and uh, I had a guy the other day, I made a comment about the Chinese, the virus, you know, um, and he came on and he's like, well, you, he goes, come on, really? He goes, my mother's a Democrat. You know, he doesn't want to admit he's a Democrat, but he's a Democrat. But my mother's, my old mom or grandma's a Democrat. You're telling me my um, Democratic mom is conspiring with the Chinese to bring a virus to America to take us down? I go, dude. Are you that freaking dense? You know, I didn't say I didn't say your grandma was yeah. one of the conspirators. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about democratic leadership, right? Yeah. That are the, basically the puppeteers, man. And that's what people don't get. They don't. They can't think outside. Look, they can't think way outside. They can't even think outside the city limits, man. You know, you know. And and so because they've never done anything in their life, they've never experienced the rest of the world. What really goes down in the rest of the world? We have we've been there, man. You know, <laughs> I've seen what happens in, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, and Africa, and all the shitholes I've been to. You know, over ninety countries, man. And uh, I've seen how people are treated. I've seen the human rights violation. Well, we would consider human rights violation, but they consider that just normal day-to-day business, you know? Tuesday. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you know, they have no idea. You know, in Hong Kong, I lived there, right? Hong Kong one, was one of my favorite cities. Um, it really was. Bali, by far, the, my most favorite place on the planet. But I love uh, Hong Kong while it was still good. Um, but even in Hong Kong, you know, you can walk down the street because this happened to my wife all the time. She would get rousted by the cops. They would literally pull her over, go through her purse for no reason, and then they would have her take a urine test right there, pissing a bottle to see if she's on drugs. You know, that's the kind, and that was okay. You could you could do that over there. You know, think about something like that here in the U.S. 
You know, somebody, cops pull you over, got pissing this bottle, let me check your purse, you know, empty out your pockets for no reason other than I just want to check you out, you know. You know, Americans have no idea how good they have it, but they're about getting on the verge of going to, you know, this new, uh, this Hong Kong version, man. They're about to give up all that shit, you know, and then they're really going to be upset and it's going to be too late. Um, man, I tell you what, I'm just like, I went out and bought a mask last night. I didn't intentionally go out to buy it, but I was down down at the beach with my wife, and uh, we walked by, and they had those muzzles. You know, I call them muzzles, <laughs> control muzzles, right? But I saw when I said Trump 2020. I go, man, we're getting those, right? And so, and and the and the booth was closed. I go, fuck, where's the, you know, where's the tenant at? You know, and in fact, every time I go by this booth, it's out on the street. The tenant's not there. Everything's open, but they're never there. It's the same old. I'm like, you know, I'd be pissed, man, if I was the owner of this booth because this person out there not making sale. So we go into this other big old, uh, you know, shop, novelty shop, and uh, we're looking around, and and then uh, a guy makes a comment to me. He's looking at some, looking for some Trump stuff. He goes, man, he goes, I'm trying to find one of Trump, those Trump things. I go, you too, me too. You know, I was like, wow, cool. You know, we're huffing buff fist bumping, and then I found it. I go, hey, boss, over here, man. He runs over, and we're all happy. You know, we got the Trump mask and stuff, you know. But, uh, I went out and bought mine last night, and I'm gonna I plan on wearing it. Not because I wanna, I'm afraid of the virus, but uh, I basically want somebody to talk some shit to me so I can punch them in their freaking grill. <laughs> you know, I'm just tired of the bullshit. You know, yeah. you know, it's, everybody's afraid to wear a hat, wear the muzzle. You know, I mean, the Trump shirt. You know, everybody's being intimidated. But you know what? They're always intimidating the old people. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know the the, the loners, man. But there's some of us out there who are tigers and will freaking eat your lunch. And I'm one of those guys. I'm so freaking done with it. Um, it's time to freaking set things right, man. And I'm not looking for trouble, but uh, I know it'll find me. And, uh, when I put that muzzle on, I'm gonna attract a lot of, a lot of trouble. <laughs> Dale's fucking. No, dude. I'm coming up here, Joe. you wearing the muzzle, brother? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I see, dude, I see, I see old guys. Like Trump stickers on my car. <laughs> dude, there are these old guys all around Ocean City. I always see at the store. You know, they're like 80, 90 Korean War vets. They got their hat. They all got maggot hats on, and they just have the look in their eyes. They're just like, say something. <laughs> They, just, mm, they have yeah, the, you know? they've got, they're fucking smoking cigarettes. They're using a cane, buying a gallon of whiskey at nine a.m. And they're like, nah. And I'm like, how you doing, sir? <laughs> like, you know, there's, there's, yeah. You know, if somebody had a Biden. You, in fact, do you see people wearing a Biden hat or Biden Trump sticker or Biden? No. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I have, I've yet to see any of that. Right? Yeah. It's like this guy is gonna lose by a freaking mile, man, because nobody's supporting his bullshit. Everywhere I go, I don't see it. I see Trump everywhere, you know. Trump supporters. That gives me hope too, you know. Um, but if somebody wearing guy. a Biden hat, I wouldn't give you no shit for that. No, that's your right. I think you're you a can... fool, but I'm not going to comment. <laughs> yeah, that's your right. That that's your right to be a fool. That's your. Yeah. It's your right exactly. to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here, here in Panama City Beach, man, it's funny. I mean, everybody's got Trump. Just a Trump country, man. They love Trump here. All the boats got Trump flags and stuff. Trump this, Trump that. You know, and it's pretty cool, man. You know, but traveling, traveling around, you know, I haven't seen anything the likes of it. I mean, I don't see Biden rallies, Biden hats, you know. I don't even know what's his agenda, what's his slogan. I, I know I'm Trump, American. I'm not Trump. You know? Yes, that's that his, is his, his slogan. slogan is, I'm not Donald Trump. That's it, right? And so what does that mean? Which technically <laughs> neither of us, none, none of us are, which is... Yeah, right. which, yeah. So I, mean, I also am not Donald Trump. <laughs> Com- Comstock Ted Eye, twenty twenty four. I'm not Trump. Technically, I'm fucking not. So, um, woo. But, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah. Two 
touche or a uh, checkmate marxist but um gentlemen thank you for this this was another gem and uh we're definitely gonna do another one before the election and uh before dale dale rises up and uh enlists us in his militia which i will fuck it dale i'll die with you that's how we're going i'll go out this is, this is my year let's go fuck it you got to go out eventually you got to die eventually might as well go to valhalla let's do I've it a life fulfilled man I'm, I'm at the point i've lived a life fulfilled i've done everything i've wanted to do and then some and uh i have no issue going out there and fighting for my kids hell yeah you know and everybody else's kids freedom you know i have no problem with that man absolutely no problem i'm not afraid of it um I'm just not, man, and I will, I will do what needs to be done. I'm just gonna sit and wait and let. I'm gonna let the the idiots on the left make the decision. Um, they're gonna make this decision for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you you play by the rules. You play by the constitution. You, you know, whatever the outcome is of the election, if it's fair, it's it is what it is. You know, um, I'll deal with it. But, uh, um, but I'll leave it up to the left. Yeah, what, it's what, uh, you know, what they want me to do. Yeah, so. there's no, no such thing as bad press. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send a, an anonymous video cassette of uh, the last two minutes of this podcast to CNN and be like four white guys talking about dying and <laughs> dying in Dale's militia. I'll make up a I'll make us up our own flag and I'll be no, no such thing as bad PR. So uh, that's what I'm gonna do. But, <laughs> gentlemen, Thanks, thank Tom. you very much, and I'll see you okay. guys next time. Don the Pub, Joe Ted. Joe Teddy, Dale Comstock, and the dipshit right, yeah. in the top right. Thanks for you guys. Have us. a good one. God bless. Stay safe. Ciao, guys. Peace.